0: Guys, welcome to episode two of Diaries of an Advanced Driving Instructor. Um, We didn't seem to do a professional introduction the last time. So just a quick one. My name is Wes. Uh, This is Dev. Myself and Dev will be hosting the majority of the shows. Uh, As you guys heard, if you haven't watched episode one, we spoke a bit about ourselves and our experience in the industry.
1: Uh, We're both busy freelancing at the moment. Is there anything else you want to add? No, no. Just if you want to hear how we got into it, We um, have a look at the first episode. It's quite a ramble. There's some funny stories there as well. Um, if you're not sure about the characters who we speak about, you'll meet them through the whole process of things. Um, we'll be talking to you about the stories, what we get up to um, as a professional driver in South Africa, and some of the fun that we have, because it's a really, really fun industry. And, you know, they say if you do something that you enjoy, you never work it out in your life. And I feel like this could be it. Oh. You know, there's, there's definitely other side to it with, yeah. with very early mornings. Yeah. You know, I was I was up very early this morning. Yeah, it was and, and yesterday, yeah. yeah. So, you sometimes only see your house when it's dark. Yeah. But at the same token, you get to do some some very cool stuff.
0: Well, that's what we actually want to chat about today. So, uh, we touched on it last week. Um, Dev got to do a little experience on behalf of Jaguar Land Rover. It was called the Global Trek Challenge. And his uh, little skivvy went with him, Ricky. Just to give you guys a bit of a background on that, is um, every, not every country, but there's a lot of countries that send a team over. It's been running for a couple of years. And every year they had invitations for a team to represent their country. And in 2019... 2019, yeah. Was you and Ricks. Yeah. So we had sent some other guys over before. The best positioning we had was second place and that was old Killian and Sharpie. So Dev and Ricky being good mates with them had to obviously beat them. Um, just a breakdown to become a Jaguar Land Rover instructor there's different levels so Jaguar and Land Rover are two separate entities and you'll need to go for training in both sides product knowledge and then driving ability so you've got different levels you've got a junior level a senior level and then a lead level okay on both Jaguar and Land Rover they don't work concurrently so Dave do you want to explain a little bit more about you and Ricky and your situation when you guys went over yeah
1: so Ricky and I went over and the, the whole plan is to send over a Land Rover instructor and a Jaguar instructor. That's ideally how they do it because a lot of experiences around the world are separate. Whereas here in South Africa, we're fortunate enough to have a Jaguar Land Rover experience. Uh, so we're qualified on both sides. Ricky is a senior Land Rover and a senior Jaguar instructor. I'm um, a senior Land Rover instructor instructor, yeah. and a, a lead Jaguar instructor. So hopefully that makes make sense. Anyway, um, so we, we headed over to, to Trek and ricky and i were, were kind of close at the time but not, not as close as we were about to become <laughs> physically physically yeah <laughs> um and and emotionally yeah. to a certain degree and uh, it was just an incredible experience so it's this, this three-day challenge where they challenge everything from off-road driving circuit driving precision driving product knowledge and uh, navigational teamwork. skills teamwork uh, we had to build a bridge yeah. we had a Winch a car across a a dam on cables. It ran on cables, so that was the, that was the actual bridge was winch cables. Um, so it definitely got you thinking out of the box. It's a great. Great event. Probably the best thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah.
0: Well, the big thing with that is as well, there's no preparing for it. what you think you're going to do and what you actually do is two different things. Yeah. So you'll prepare doing donuts on a yeah. skid pan and you'll end up doing absolutely nothing like that. Yeah. You'll be driving on a slippery surface on an e-pace going sideways where you thought you'd be doing it in an F-type.
1: Yeah, I think a slippery surface was redefined to me that, <laughs> that those four days or three days, I've never seen slippery stuff like that. You know, you look at your lawn, and you think it's fine. There they have a, this beautiful, you know, the it's, it's really beautiful there, the hills. And you drive on any part of little grass like that, and the car just goes in the direction of the hill. Momentum. Yeah, you just get pulled down wherever you have no control whatsoever. And it really, what is amazing for us to see is all these systems you read about and you tell people about. And you're like, yeah, I know you must use grass, gravel, snow, and you must use mud, rats, and you must use this. And often we don't get to really exploit them. to the Yeah, we don't. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's something I want to talk about a bit later, how, how modern cars, have, you've got to take them to the next level to kind of get the most out of them. But there, if you're in the wrong program, you're going nowhere. And it, it really it showcased those cars incredibly well. As the, I must say, we fell in love with our discovery. Yeah, we really did. In love. You're the
0: master instructor in the back and you guys are playing music.
1: Yes. And... Yeah. No, that was, that was our, our navigation evening.
0: Well, let's, let's talk about your first activity that you guys did.
1: So, the first activity, they gave us the cars or the keys. And then you had to figure out which key relates to which car. Then you had a sticker on the car. Fantastic. Amazing thing to stick to your team South Africa with your name. And that really is an incredible thing to do. Then you get a map with a timeline of where you need to be at what time. And off you go. That was it. That was the brief. Yeah, open to the world. Yeah, you're open to this well, this little village at least. Um and you're trying to read this map. Now I thought taking Ricky along, he's a pilot. <laughs> map reading done. You know, nice and easy. Um he obviously wasn't very good at that. Part of yeah. being a pilot. No, yeah. He must have got lost quite a lot because it happened to us on the first event.
0: <laughs> on the way to the first event. On the, the way, way to event. the
1: first event. So we we rushed off. Obviously we figured that everything must be a race, so we rush off to this first event. Get lost, can't figure out this little road, almost get stuck, almost run completely off the road, eventually arrive at the start, the last car there, and our car is just covered in mud from top to bottom. There's even mud on the roof because we've been rushing. And all the other discoveries were parked neatly, clean. And there's Team South Africa. <laughs> last to the start. last, last okay, okay. to the start. Um, and just covered in mud. And we just thought, okay, well, that's that's how it's going to be. And that's that's how we kept it going. Because wherever we went, we went flat out. Um, I mean, yeah, we never lifted. That was the the whole thing. And and every event we did, so I think what what made us mentally strong is every event we did, whether we blew it out the water or it blew us out the water, we left it where it was, and we just looked at the next event and moved on. And it, it's it's a really it's a really cool thing because it makes you think out the box. It makes you.
0: Improvise. Improvise, 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 but
1: use a lot of the skills that you
0: you have. You said that there was something that you'll never forget Ricky telling you what to do.
1: Yes, so uh, Ricky, as I said, being a senior instructor and uh, being a lead, there's obviously a hierarchy there, but when the event started, I was worried about this because I thought, you know, we, I need him to be open and honest with me. I can't have this hierarchy, this hierarchy thing yeah. because he needs to be able to tell me when something's wrong or right. Mm-hmm. And we were doing a smart cone exercise and I went out and Obviously going a bit too quick.
0: Sorry, just not be there. Smart gun exercise is like a uh, like a setup obstacle of gates, but there's no set route. So you need to have a look when something pops up. So if it's red, don't go through that one. If it's green, go through it. But it constantly randomizes it. So you have to be aware of what you're doing, have control of the vehicle, and modulate
1: your speed. Yeah, and, and it measures your, your driving yeah. to within one inch. Yeah, your distance, your accuracy,
0: yeah. and your speed. Those are the three criteria that they actually
1: so You've got to go shortest distance in the quickest time. Through the gates. Through the as gates, as, as accurate as possible.
0: Sorry, so you were saying?
1: It's um, so a great thing. But anyway, so we, I rushed off a little bit too hot, and Ricky said to me, he's like, no, get onto the brakes earlier, get onto the brakes earlier. And I thought, when he said that, that he stood up and he went... No, nope, it's time to slow down that we were on the same page and we're going to take this on together. And from then onwards, it was amazing because we'd run things by, by each other and it was literally two or three sentences. Are we going to go this way? No, let's go this way. Done. That was the end of the discussion. Um, and it's because we, we learned to trust each other through the whole thing. And there's
0: no uh, hesitation. There's no hesitation. There's,
1: there's nothing to prove to one another. We, we went there to prove to the rest of the world. Well, the rest of the experience. So we're going to arrive late and we're we going to we're going to we are. we're going to arrive late and dirty, but we will win.
0: <laughs> so um, so your first day, you said that you guys arrived there, obviously dirty car. Um, your first night you stayed in a hotel.
1: Yeah, first night first night in a hotel. The rest of the time in a tent in the middle of winter. In the middle of winter in the middle of the UK while it's raining. Yeah, while it's raining and basically almost sleeting. We didn't have snow like the guys were the year before. Yeah. But it wasn't warm. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, and then there's just uh, there was like this flurry of events uh, from precision driving through deep obstacles, um, trying to get the, navigate the car through as quickly as possible, but also not incurring any penalties and not. You know, but also understanding the penalties. Yeah. So that was one of the things. Obviously, being South African, you got to find the find little a loophole. The little loophole. Yeah. You know, it's a South African thing, where if you touch one of the poles, you get a five-second penalty.
0: But it might take you a minute to work around that. Yeah,
1: but it could take you, Yeah, as you know, to, to get the car around. So, But if you leave the pole and you come back to it, then you get another five-second penalty. But if you just stay on the pole… That's a five-second penalty. …a five-second penalty, and you just incur that penalty, you wait five seconds, then you okay. continue. So we just managed to pivot this discovery around this pole… <laughs> And just keep touching it. So we incurred one penalty, but we managed to get the car to, to move all the way around. In
0: We'd... essentially
1: 10 seconds instead of a minute. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So it was, a, once again, a celebration sort of thing.
0: But that's obviously what they're looking for is improvisation, how to manipulate a situation, how to work as a team. Yeah. And uh, the one the one activity you, you said that uh, it included precision driving and product
1: knowledge? Yeah. So the it was an orienteering thing. So they give you a map of East North. Ricky didn't read it. You no, yeah, Ricky was useless. But I'd figured that out on the first day. <laughs> um, but to give you this map of East North and you've got to navigate your way around. And at each point is a question, and you've got the answer sheets attached to the front of your car. So you've got to get your car as close as possible to this, uh, this um, answer to question sheet. So anyway, we missioned off, and we headed off. Once again, our map reading skills showcasing themselves. We went off, and about 10 minutes later, we landed back up at the start with no answers, no questions, no nothing done. And they said, "Are you guys done? I said, no, 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 no. So we carried on. And you got to remember how slippery this is. I, I feel like slaveryers don't understand mud. Mm. We we have wet sand. Yeah. We don't have this ice, mud, this terrible stuff.
0: Like you say, any elevation moves the car in that direction. That's yeah, no, it's completely out of control. Yeah.
1: ABS is just going wild the whole time. Yeah and um, to move a car this much with the one obstacle we had to drive probably two k's because we couldn't move the car this much and it was a slight little incline <laughs> and we tried every mode that car has and we tried momentum we tried everything and It just wouldn't get up we had to drive all the way around this hill come down from the other side mm-hmm. slide down this hill and then stop it like this to get this one answer sheet ricky will you'll remember that and anyway so you get the car close to the thing you pull the answer sheet out you get it you stamp it and off you go go
0: to the next checkpoint
1: next checkpoint and we we, we went around Got back to the finish of that, thought we had absolutely balled that up. Like we thought, this is it. We're out of it. We're yeah. out of it. And the guy checked the answer sheet and he's like, yo, you got 15 out of 15. And you guys won this stage. And we're just like, what? <laughs> we didn't even think we got to all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: never mind that we got them
1: all right. We're just like, we're, I didn't even know that. Okay, cool. So then then like obviously the confidence goes up. Um that was one of the, the cool events. The other event, which is quite nice. Um, other than the precision driving stuff, which I'll get to, which I think everyone wants to know about. But the, the other one was using the air suspension in the car to read codes. So they'll have a PVC pipe oh, wow. like this with a code in it, but the code can be at, at different angles. Oh, wow. And then you drive up to using the 360 cams on the cars. You know, these cars have got so many cameras. And you use the different heights in the air suspension and the different cameras because the cameras all sort of different angles and yeah. um, to, a... to see a code. And you've got to write the code down and you move the car around and do it like that and you do it like that. That's actually quite clever. Oh, so that was kind like clever stuff like that that yeah. they make you work for. Um, and then on the Jag side? Oh, the Jag side was the fun one. Okay, so uh, the, the Jag side was actually one of the first days. Well, it was the first day. But anyway, um, is you start off, they give you a maze. I wouldn't even say maze. So imagine a football field full of cones, two meters apart. Okay. Two meters. There's just cones. Everywhere, and on the top of the cone is a, a code. It'll say, for one argument's sake, Dev, D-E-V, Wes, wz done. Okay, you've got to now find that in there.
0: Oh, wow, okay.
1: Okay. Um, so they give you a map of where Dev and wheres are, and you've got to navigate to that, and then figure out, okay, Dev and where's and on Dev and where's just below them, they'll have a numbers, and then you've got to fill out those numbers on this. On this on what car were you driving? We were in an, I said an E-pace. It was an F-pace. Okay, so it was it one of the SUVs. One of the SUVs. I can't remember exactly which one it was. And you've got to navigate your way through. So, But it's all in order here. So you'll have Dev and Wes, and you'll have this and that. that, that, that. And you've got to try and navigate these things. So Ricky and I once again went about this, this a different way. Instead of starting at the top and going, okay, where's Dev and Wes? And then driving on the map to where Dev and Wes is. We drove into this
0: maze, maze
1: stopped, and said, what's on your left? And he'd, he'd say, no, it's A, B, C, and E, F, G. Yes, there. Write the code down. And we went to the next, we block, next block. We block. done everything. So we just, we just, instead of going in order, mm. we just saw that what was what we needed, and we were just mission around, and then we'd see, wait, this one's actually quite close to that one, and then that's how we navigated our way around, whereas everyone was trying to go in From order. A to B
0: to C to D. Yeah, D C C. and we're
1: just like, well, we're starting on this side. Yeah, we may as well. If you hit the cone, DQ'd.
0: Oh okay. Disqualified
1: straight away. It bumped another car because there were three other cars oh, doing the same shit. thing. So
0: it wasn't one at a time, it was everybody Everyone go for it.
1: Up. Um DQ'd. So Jeez, that that's... was a big thing with Trek is the penalties were harsh. There's no room for error. Yeah.
0: So it's literally working off of your your feet whenever you can, yeah. improvising with the situation you've been given.
1: Oh so that's that was a cool one. Um the the jag the other jag one which was the big one that we waited for at the end of the day was the the hot lap so now you arrive at this facility and similar to Juritech. yeah and there's this this track there you you don't get a sighting map you get nothing you've got to run you got to hit the timer I can't hit the table so you guys will hear it uh, <laughs> is you got to hit this timer run to the car jump into the car do a hot lap Get out the car run for the timer hit the timer
0: and you're essentially the sighting lap for your partner
1: yes so this is the whole thing now so this is where the teamwork comes in and watching so we watched every lap before we went they tried to figure out an order of things luckily we weren't the first cars to go and we would just watch each turn and be like let's say there's a third gear turn and listen for tire squeal okay no they usually lifted lifted early and go faster and go faster and there's this corner at the back where everyone but, was looking, you can't see that far down, so you you're
0: literally it. playing off of sound.
1: Of sound, that's all you're doing. And there's one the one corner of the back, you could just see the exit. And everyone lifted before it. One guy, I'll never forget, the Indian guy went flat through it. And as he went flat through it, it ricky, it's flat, it's flat. <laughs> it's like if one person can you do, do it, it. you he, we it. can do it. Yeah, and, uh, and that Indian guy was actually very, very good, but anyway, flat through there. So then that was cool. That's our plan. So it's flat there. Third year there, take a bit of curve on this section of the pipe we can see.
0: Now now bear in mind, Dev and Ricky have not raced in GTC or any big class of cars and these are Porsche G T three cup drivers yeah. and V eight Australian racing drivers and it was a Brazilian there as yeah. well. Yeah. So you're gauging your knowledge and skill of a car they're driving, but if he can do it, I can do it. Yes.
1: Off sound. Yes. Makes sense. No, it was logical. It was logical, yeah.
0: <laughs> Ricky, you haven't gone in yet, but if you lift like that, I'm going to kick
1: you. Yes. Yeah, that was it. That was exactly how we went. And, but what was weird then is even though we knew these drivers had competed in these things. Didn't intimidate. Didn't intimidate you. us mm-hmm. because it's, it's a road car on this dynamic circuit. It's not a racetrack, essentially. And it's also not a… It's not a race. Yeah. It's as quick as you can go. Yeah, exactly. Which is maybe a little different. But anyway, weird. we didn't think of that. But So then Ricky went first, and we figured out some tricks, as one does, as South African does. The guys were losing time getting into the car, and, and they are losing time. And you can't start the car unless your safety belt's on. Yeah, you can't start the car unless your belt's yeah. on. Uh, I was yeah DQ'd. to cone, dq because the tracks coned as well. Uh, DQ'd, so very, very strict. Awesome. Cool. So we check that, you now the guys are losing time, you know, they're hitting the, the timer, running to the, the car, getting in, belt on, and off they go. And as the belt goes on, the, the instructor in the car goes, thumbs up, and then you can go into drive. So we looked at this thing and thought, no, there's a better way to do this. So we said, can we set up the car first? Yeah, yeah we can set the car up. To, up yeah. to the starting button. Yeah. So no, we left, left the car there, but dynamic mode, which will take you guys through the modes at some point in time. DSC off, as we we do. Okay. Then I would hold the seatbelt, like, to the side, (laughs) door, and then Ricky would run from the starting, run straight in, seatbelt, close the door. Go. Go. Yeah. You've already saved a good couple seconds. And we're just like, done. (laughs) Stop you and your (laughs) racing driver. (laughs) No, 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 nothing. Quickest driver change in history. And that's what Ricky did for me as well. (laughs) And then, so Ricky did the first first lap. Boom. Top the timesheet. Have it. And we're just like, that's how it happens. Super stoked. And um, he got pipped just at the end by a guy by the name of Oliver. Um, local guy. Huh? Local guy, yeah. Mm. Local guy who had done laps on that circuit the whole week before. <laughs> now, this was our first lap. So anyway, nailed us there. And I was like, shit, okay, cool. So it's my turn now. Same thing. Seatbelt, door open. Crack the timer. Now I'm a large human. I'm six foot seven way above <laughs> yeah. average and I I ran into the car into an F-type cram myself in there seatbelt comes right across the little racing of Ricky in door off we go and Ricky had told me this turns flat this one's this this one's that so I went in there knowing kind of
0: the layout the layout
1: yeah and flat down the back and then for those of you that have, have driven an all-wheel drive F-type you kind of know what I mean here but I, onto the brakes the last one so it was like like a and Onto the brakes, turn. As I turned on the brakes, it started to rotate. And as it rotated, I thought, we're going to all drive. Yeah. And it just went flat. And it power slid out of this last turn like a boss. You know, like it was planned. Which it wasn't. But like it was planned. And out we went, stop, Time stopped. And then our combined time, uh, we won. But as the overall thing, we were, we were behind Oliver. I, I couldn't beat Oliver's time, unfortunately. But Oh, that was cool. That was flipping cool. The, when you're sitting there, you just listening. You're trying to gauge. Trying to gauge. Is it, did, he, did he? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing? yeah So very cool. That that part of it. Oh, that's very cool.
0: Well, let's let's leave track a little
1: bit more. Yeah. For, I think Ricky must dog. come here and we'll, we'll, we'll tell you some of the the after hours experiences yeah. of track.
0: Well, that was a, a little bit of the in and out, so just to keep you guys engaged. We'll get we'll get the Rick dog on next. Um, we'll. Dig a little bit more into detail, maybe. We but talking whole,
1: talking of cool events, I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah, you did the smaller <laughs> Hill Club. Yeah, I was quite quite lucky enough to do that. Now that is that is something I've done only as a display display driver, but what did you call it? A demo yeah. driver, demonstration driver. Yeah, which is what we did
0: with with Jag back in the day. Yeah, which so, is a, it's just, it's an amazing event. Yeah, yeah, it is. Even even back then, when we got to drive and take guys up the hill, you, you know, you you still get that thrill and that atmosphere.
1: And People prep a car. Yeah, they'll build a car. Yeah. One for one weekend, yeah. Not to race though through the year, just for that. Just for that. And they spend money, eh?
0: They they really do. So I got a phone call from Suzuki. Um, do I want to compete in the in the Somalia Hill Club? And again, I thought it was like a demonstrator day because they're the main sponsors. And um, they started getting into detail about performance in racing and you know? so I was like, Am I going to be competing? And they said, Yes, you're going to compete in the Swift Sport. Cool. You know, it's not the most powerful car in the world, but I was I was quite excited to do it. Yeah um they then proceeded to organize this race gear so we got kit, we got boots we got gloves all of that and then the nerves started to set in you know this is actually part of it and we always leave that little room of error that mm. that that two three tents just for in case something happens you leave a little bit of space on the side and i thought to myself i've got to start taking that out of my mind and start thinking about it from a race
1: perspective so that, more- must have, that must have been difficult if i'm going to stop you there that mm-hmm. must have been because I, I struggle with that, like on a hot lap. Yeah. So when when you you guys come with us for a hot lap, we we're not like on it on it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes maybe by mistake, but yeah. not like on it on it. And I don't know I, how to take myself to that. Well, the thing was, it's you always you've got the
0: repercussions of what happens, and if and when. Yeah. And the nice thing was, they said to us, they want to compete, they want to be known. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but what if something goes wrong? And they said to me, don't worry, you scratch the room, you crash the car. It's, you know, that's yeah. all part of the game. And, and that kind of was just like the give it, give it the beans. Yeah. So um, uh, I'm, I, I went to the airport. I met up with the crew there. We flew down to to George. We had a, a bunch of journalists with us, and uh, Ruben was one of the guys that actually competed with me. So oh, we yeah. had the two Swift Sports. Now, building up to it, they started giving out the list of cars. Um, they've obviously got the King of the Heel Challenge, and then they've yeah. got the subcategories. And our class was two-wheel drive, four-cylinder turbos. There was one other entrant, yeah. which was a, a, nine one, a 718.
1: So you went up against a Porsche. Exactly. A and this is a Suzuki Swift. <laughs> sport. Yeah, Sport, sorry. Yeah.
0: So uh, Swift sports, 103 kilowatts, 1,400 turbo. The Cayman, I think, was 257 kilowatts rear-wheel drive. And then myself and Ruben, I had the manual, here at the auto. So I wasn't too concerned about that. I was like, you know what? We've just got to put, put yeah. Suzuki on the map. And then I saw that they started to enter the e golfs yeah. And the e golfs are 100 kilowatts. I don't know the torque figure on that. But they had uh, Daniel Rowe and Mahotzi yeah. driving them, which are two very well-known South African racing drivers. Yeah. So I kind of gauged, like, you know, these are the types of guys we're going to be up against. These, are, I just want to be around yeah. their time. So anyway, we get there, uh, the first night, we, we're having some dinner, we're having a few drinks, and the questions start coming. What times do you think you're going to do? What are you aiming for? Now, our references, as you say, were the demo laps, um, which you weren't driving slow, but you, you, mm. I don't remember the times. I, I really don't. I, don't I, was,
1: I also don't remember the times.
0: Well, myself and Delman were chatting about it. Sean Renton thought we were doing 37s, which yeah. was now when I was there, nearly the lap record. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, I, I think uh, around 48, maybe, in the f time. That's what I think it was as oh. well.
0: I remember forty seven forty eight in the F type and then I thought it was fifty two in the XES.
1: Somewhere there. That makes sense. That's what I gave. But also me. that's
0: three up. Yeah, that's also true. That's also true. With Econ on. I turn yeah. I turn Econ off on my drive.
1: Yeah, that's when you know it's serious. I know,
0: right. So um yeah, so the that night everyone was asking me times and I said, you know what, one minute, I think it will be achievable and I think yeah. it'll be a decent time. I mean 103 kilowatts, nine hundred and seventy kilos. And um, the first day we went out, it started raining. Well, it was raining the whole day.
1: So I, I, love, know. I love how Somola never predicts rain. If you look at the weather, because yes. I looked at it this weekend and Nothing. every other year we've been there. It's like, no, it's not going to rain. It's not going to rain. Friday, rain. Right. Saturday morning, rain. And then it clears so up. Friday was
0: clear. Really? Yeah, for the historics. And that's when James and them were there. So yeah. we went through on the Friday to go watch and I mean, interact yeah. with everyone and just get a get a feel for it. And uh, James said, no, it was like a... we knew there was rain on the weekend, yeah. but um, it was completely clear. So he was running in the Shelby. We got to see some cool cars.
1: Uh, that historic Friday. Dude. And, I'll, I'll go just for that Friday. Yeah, yeah. Because those cars are incredible.
0: Well, you have to do safety checks. So uh, When we took our car to to Scrutineering, they penalized us because we didn't have a fire hydrant in the car. And it was a full production car. Yeah. So we had to go to Suzuki Marina down there and fit fire extinguishers to it. And in the historics, there's a guy with a piss-pot helmet, goggles, no safety belt, in an open-wheel 1937 Cruiser. And I go, where's his fire extinguisher? I saw, I saw <laughs> the there was puss- like a...
1: 1910, something whatever, yeah. where, the, where the fuel pump, the, 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 the pump, guys pumping, the, yeah, it's pumping the fuel pump like this. It's going up the hill.
0: But they're concerned about my production car without a. So that was quite interesting to see. And you was, have to have long
1: sleeves. Oh, long yeah. sleeves is always the. Yeah, long sleeves, long. Long sleeves will protect you.
0: Uh, we were sanctioned under MSA, so we had to have full fire retardant oh. kits and everything. Yeah.
1: So. Oh, you guys timed. Yeah, well, that's exactly yeah.
0: it. Um, so yeah, so the Saturday came, uh, got. Pretty wet in the morning. Um, I was literally the first car up the hill, nine o'clock, driving through the pit lane. Uh, I don't know if you remember, I radioed you when you did it with Jag and I said to you that I had a nervous poo. Yes, yes. It happened again. <laughs> but this time, it was a time debate. Oh my God. On a sopping wet surface yeah. in a car that I did the parade lap the day before. Yeah. I've driven it on circuit, but about a year ago. So I get to the front. Turn off ESP, and I'm considering, should I leave it on? Should I turn it off? Altitude air might help, but I'm going to have bad turbo lag of the right. system. So I said, stuff it. Let's just turn it off. Right. So first run, get to the front, launch off in first, and it's a slight uphill. And the, you just yeah. spin the wheel. So I'm feathering the throttle, short shift second. Just get a feel for the car where the torque bandwidth is. Come from turn one into turn two. And I'll never forget, Killian said to me, you never lift in turn two. Yes. But I had to in the sopping rain. So I feathered the throttle in third gear on the it's way through. to huh? I know. I know. <laughs> um, make my way through. Uh, at the top of the hill, Killian actually phones me. And he goes, oh, that's lacquer. Change tire pressures. Change line. <laughs> I'm driving through. Smola and he's busy yeah. scrutineering me from there. So I came down and I did a 101 in the wet. On oh, Advans yeah. on road pressures. Yeah. So I was... Kind of like, guys, we, we're going to definitely get under the one yeah. minute, but we had no idea what happened from yeah. there. So it was just building up. So on the Saturday was all practice and quality runs. We did four. So it went from sopping wet to damp to slightly better to dry, and then the last session had rained again. Um, so I used them just to get as much knowledge from the circuit and have a look what's happening and whatever the case was. The Sunday, uh, we didn't expect rain, but in the morning was still quite wet. Yeah. Once again, Noddy goes to the front. He's the first yeah. car up. So I just had a chance to, to have a look at the circuit, look at the surfaces, have a look for damp spots, yeah. just lined myself up. We had three runs to do, three qualifying runs before I main run.
1: So um, free... I, just, I think people need to realize that there's no room for error there. No, there's not. So... <laughs> is, is You'll land up in a forest upside down.
0: Well, that's what happened to that Audi. Yeah. Uh, luckily, there was a tree that caught them there.
1: Luckily, it was caught by a tree. Yeah. Thank God he rolled into a tree. No, but think about that. Thank God I hit that tree. I didn't think he no, about it. <laughs> it was, was, was been hectic. But it's a, it's a
0: hell of a drop, eh? Yeah. And you don't realize how high it is until you actually get to the top and look down on the circuit itself. So anyway, um, Quali 4 came past. There was a first run in the morning. I got to suss the circuit out. And then I thought, okay, it's drying up quite nicely. I'll use 5 and 6 to start pushing and find the limits of the circuit. And, yeah. and then uh, 5 is when that GTR dropped oil. Yeah. So we forfeited Quali 5 completely because they were cleaning it up. So we went straight into Quali 6, which was the best conditions for the day. And uh, again, I was the first up the hill after they laid down the grit. And it just left plumes of spoke everywhere. Must look cool. For me, yes. Because I had a clear winter. Ruben came up 30 seconds after me and he said all he saw was plumes (laughs) of dust everywhere. And I think he still managed about a 56.9 on his second last Quali run. I got down to about a 55.9 or something. And I was still like, Bro, a second off my time, and you're driving through this absolute cream of yeah. smoke. It was, yeah. So, Quali 6 came up, and I got down to a 54.9, which yeah. was our goal for the day. Uh, Ruben, I think, was sitting at a 55.3 on the last quali-, uh, quali for the day. And then it came down to a time event. And now you're thinking, okay, so I've got a sus of the circuit, but one little mistake can stuff that time up. Yeah. And you could fall five, six places down. And it was very calculated like you don't want to go too fast but you want to push it as much as you can but you want to be smooth but you need to carry momentum yeah. like all of those started to play in your mind you've literally got one lap yeah and um i pushed as much as i can i found the grip on the circuit i got it through and got down to 54.5 i think it was Yo. yeah so if i remember correctly we're three and three and a half seconds off of that 280 kilowatt jag three up and 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 but uh it felt a lot faster than what it was
1: but uh, you that 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 Suki is how light it is. Right. That's that was the beauty.
0: Well, what blew my mind the most is there was a gt three nine nine six that we were up against, yeah. and every session I was ahead of him yes. until the last two. Yeah, and then that I was uh, watching, that, that was one. my goal. Yeah. I just wanted to beat him, but kudos to him, he did it well. <laughs> 350Z, yeah. 206 kilowatts, literally double. Yeah. And I just pipped him on the line. There's a few, there's a Shelby behind me. So for the most, for the lowest power car, yeah. myself, uh, Ruben, and the two Golfs. We weren't lost, and that's that was. So, it's, so obviously,
1: it's, it's, it's a testament to the car, f- but but over that, it's a testament to you, bro. Yeah.
0: For myself as well, I just it became a hell of a race between myself and Ruben as yeah. well. Is yes, you know, going against the portion, but yeah. I couldn't let Ruben beat me, and yeah. Ruben couldn't let me beat him. And you could see when we came in the pits, we chatting and you know, and you check Ruben changing his tire pressures. Yeah. And I changed mine. What did you change yours to? Oh God, yeah. There's still that yeah. that camaraderie and that, but it was. Kudos to see you, man. Yeah, it was it was hell of good fun. And you know what? The Suzuki guys blown away. Obviously, yeah. I was driving up the hill. And apparently, after Ruben's run, we both got in the 54s. They just erupted and went mad. So again, I got up, don't know my yeah. time. Um, I think, was it you or was it Delman that messaged me my time?
1: Uh, I, I was messaging you. but uh. It could have been Delman as well.
0: No, but anyway, one of you yeah. told me my time. And I was like, jeez, okay, that, yeah, that's a yeah. decent time. So I came in the pits. No one was in my pit box. Um, so I parked the car now the king of the hill starting and I drive up to the Suzuki tent and they just went mad Yeah. and I'm standing there going like what was the atmosphere like when I was up there yeah. and the guy said that they just went absolutely berserk so they want to plan something for next year cars. Cool. Uh, apparently Hyundai wants to get involved in the i30N yeah. Toyota wants to bring a GR Yaris yeah. so I think there's a little hot hatch class that yes. you might follow with that that hopefully becomes something
1: it's such a, it's such a cool event that's my oh, life man it's <laughs> but, uh, I love that it's a, it's like it's a proper petrolhead heaven. Yes. You know whether you like the, the JDM stuff like you you do with the thousand six hundred horsepower VTEX and whatever else. <laughs> I think it's standard power in a VTEC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On um, or 1958 whatever. Yeah. Um, it's it's amazing how it caters to everyone. And well,
0: I, what what blew my mind. So we we had a look at the onboard uh, 103 kilowatts. The main thing, like I said, is I didn't want to break as much as possible to lose yeah. momentum. So you go, you know, three by the yeah. bridge. You dab the brakes or you lift off a little bit, yeah. depending on the surface, and then you fluctuate your speed by like five k's an hour. Yeah. And that was my thing: is I couldn't drop it too much because then you lose. Up, yeah. And starts um, the climb there as well. Yeah, like, but my max speed, I think, was one on the clock, one fifty, about one forty-three yeah. GPS speed. The average speed of Richard routes. The average speed from a standing start was two hundred k's an hour. 200 k's an hour average, over 1.9 k's.
1: Yeah, but what, that's 1,600 horsepower. Uh,
0: granted, but you still think about it. You're like, okay, it's 20 seconds faster than yeah. me. But I did say to Suzuki, if we had to make a class, it was called the best time per rand. Yes. We would have won that. Under 400,000 rand, we did a 55. How which That's a good idea. Yeah, that. Scribanti spent maybe 20 million bucks on yeah. his car, and he did a 37. Yeah. 17 seconds per, second per 19 rant. and
1: a half million rand. We need, we need a mathematician out there to... to, to Calculate it. Yeah. So that's, that was
0: my... I won something. I yeah. won the best time per rand in, in class. Where did you place in class? A second. So the, the Porsche beat us yeah. by five seconds, I think it was. So, But again, five seconds isn't massive considering it was 150 kilowatts more yeah. than us. But I was blown away. It was a fun little car. Created a lot of attention yeah. with the stickers. And that
1: was... And that whole town just like turns into a.
0: Dev, and you may see even when you do the scrutineering, the locals come out, they chat yeah. to you. What car is this? Like, it's a bone stock. No way. So yeah. It's cool with these. It's, it's a really cool because Those atmosphere. cars look cool with the D- Yeah, oh, they right. really did. But, um, there's no like, oh, uh, it's just a Swift or uh, everybody takes time at everyone's car. And like you say, that whole town just comes alive. They limited the tickets to 3,000 per yeah. day and they were sold out yeah. with COVID regulations and or restrictions. It was. It was definitely one of my favorite events. It's
1: almost like I found that weekend egos and everything are dropped. Yeah. People are just there to enjoy a car. I must actually tell you about
0: a guy that I met there. Dave, I'm walking through the pits and this, this random guy walks up to me and he's got his hand up from about, I'm not exaggerating, about 15 meters away yeah. from me. So I'm walking up the, the pits, he's walking down. And this guy's walking with his hand in the air that I think he's waving at people yeah. He gets to me and he stops and he looks me in the eyes with his hand up. So I'm like, hey, dude, what's up? I give him a high five. He's like, bro, you in the Swift. I was like, yeah, I know what you're driving. He goes, I got the Evo 10 in the back there. We missed scrutineering yesterday in the parade lap because I had to deliver pizzas on Wednesday night. (laughs) And it's a road car, bro. And he's just talking to me about this Evo, 700 horsepower Evo. His transfer case broke on the Wednesday night and they were fixing it. Then he had to drive from Cape Town to George or to Neisner in this car that he's going to take up this hill. I had no idea who he was.
1: <laughs> but we became mates. Yeah. So I was like, "Hey,
0: sweet lack that's, no problem. that's the cool thing about yeah. it. He just he spotted me in the crowd and he was yeah. like, "You I'm going yeah, to gonna you. talk to you." Yeah. So we had a look at his car, he came and checked out our car, and like you say, the guy with the Porsche. Yeah. I started chatting to him. His name's Jared. Turns out we race Formula 400s against each other and no I way. beat him. I beat him at the 9-hour race last year. No so, way. And uh he got covid that event. Yeah came up somehow. I was like, yeah. at the 9-hour? He goes, "Yo, yeah, we got COVID after that. I was like, oh, shut Yeah. So it was like just mixing with people. We had the drifters there. We had AJ Fent on the bike. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I absolutely... It's such it. a cool vibe. Yeah, that. no, it really is. So I'm definitely going back next year, whether yeah. it's competing or with the brand or whatever the case is. But Suzuki has got a few plans. We sat down, we structured yeah. some things and potentially have a competition for people to win a trip down and, and experience the event with Suzuki. So. But like I said, I know Hyundai is keen. I know Toyota is keen. Yeah. So. It's going to be interesting. It's going to grow. See. You know, I was, I was
1: worried about Smola after JG pulled out. Yeah. Oh, because it's such a cool event. And to see it disappear would be sad. Yeah.
0: And uh, they are talking about more hill climb events. Yeah. So there's the one in the wine farms in Cape Town yeah. they're talking about. We know Desi's built his, whether he's going to run it or not. But only nice, not every weekend, but like, once every three months, you yeah. have a hill climb event. I think yeah. it'll be quite cool. And then the. the least they used to have the hill old Kruger's Dorp hill climb. Yeah, that still runs. Yeah. I think they ran it last year. I, I, I follow them on on Facebook. Media. Yeah. Well, go check it out. But yeah, I think this is going to be the next circuit thing. I mean, if you have a look at circuit racing, they don't pull crowds like that. Like I said, they had to yeah. stop because people had already bought the tickets. Yeah. So. But also, yeah, I so circuit
1: racing sometimes. Historics are good with it. Uh, yeah. The David Piper thing that they normally have at Cops or the Festival of Speed, or hmm. whatever it's called now, um, where you can walk into the pits yeah. and you can walk in, around is cool. Yeah. I feel like motor racing has got to be like that. Sometimes it's too VIP, yeah. too you can't go anywhere, you can just only stay on your grandstand. Mm. And that's not what racing is. You want to go and talk to the drivers and yeah. walk around. I know it's difficult sometimes. Oh, but that would create that passion
0: I mean yeah. we went to nine hour together and yeah it was busy but we had our own little atmosphere because we had a group of mates but I yeah. don't think it'll be that fun if it was just myself and my son no. like you say no. to get in the pits is a mission you have to pay for VIP tickets and I think the only way to revive it is to focus on small motorsports. I went yeah. to that Velacci Velaka, yeah, still don't know the... Tamagotchi racing yeah. thing at uh, K Series, the Formula K, yeah, and that was actually quite cool to see. Yeah. And it's again guys that are just passionate about taking their cars on circuits, yeah. some hot cars, some lots of hot cars. There was an S2000, which was obviously the hottest the car. The hottest and fast. Yeah, and it just, it just broke every lap record. <laughs> but um, it was nice to see the guys actually using their cars on tracks. There yeah. were some 86s. There were some uh, GR Yaris's. Yeah. There were Subarus. It was just good fun. So I like to see that type of stuff.
1: I think that's going to grow. You know, if you ever look at yeah. internationally, people are tracking their cars yeah. more.
0: Yeah, especially with like life yeah. being not accessible, but people have that exposure to it. Yeah. Like, I want to do that. Yeah. So it's... You know what? I do enjoy it. Um, And going back into what we chatted about earlier is that purist side is slowly but surely coming out again.
1: It is. It is uh, to a certain degree. So I've got a bit of a graph with the purist conversation. We have chatted about it. Mm -hmm. But uh, before we go down that road, it's nice to see people enjoying their cars. You know, I hear it on the weekends living in four ways. I I hear people enjoying their cars a lot. (laughs) Um, But... The the whole purist thing I think is a it's an overused term. Yeah. You know I saw someone comment on or on a write up on a Cayenne Turbo GT. Okay. I, hope, I hope that's the the right one. But they called that a purist car. The SUV. The SUV. Two tons. Two tons. V8 twin turbo, all wheel drive, torque vectoring, double clutch gearbox is a purist car. I feel like. No. It's <laughs> a valid answer. <laughs> like. Like, no, just because it's got a Porsche badge on or a Porsche badge, however you want to pronounce it, then you must pronounce everything correctly. Por, porque? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, but, no. Yeah. And the manual gearbox. Yeah. If you, you, you put a manual gearbox in a car, it's a purist. So we've spoken about this. We've got our reservations about
0: it. But the, the Gio Yaris, I haven't had a chance to drive it on the road. Yeah. And I think that that's where it'll be more fun. But I found that all the reviews, the write-ups, everything that everyone wrote overseas... I didn't... I, I expected a lot more from it. Yeah. Um, nice manual gearbox. Not the greatest one that I've driven with, but very understeery. And like you say, there's a lot of technology in the car that does a lot for you. Yeah. Um, and that's what I didn't like with A45 when it first came out. Is It was hella fast from yeah. to 100. It was a drag car flat out. But when you take it on circuit, it didn't have that front-end feel. And, and We've spoken about this a lot, that the new generation cars are going that way. But... Um,
1: that, that Yaris is super fun, though. That is, it's, uh,
0: you see, like, on a go-kart track, I think yeah, yes. Yeah. I think on Kyle Army, on, like, a far circuit, it'll struggle. Yeah, I, I'd like to
1: drive it on Kyle Army.
0: I think that will be the, the determining factor. Like, for me, with that type of money, you know me, I'm a yeah. Type R fan. But the reason why I like the Type R is because it's so mechanical. Yeah. There, there was no turn in. It's a mechanical slip-diff on the front. The yeah. suspension does what it needs to do. There's no adapting suspension, a torque vectoring control, and this and that. Yeah. and. And that's one of the reasons why I've kept my car. It's one of the reasons why you've kept your car. Yeah. And like you say, this, this purest talk with, this uh, el- with electric cars coming out, don't ever tell me you're a purist driving an electric car.
1: Yeah, no but I, I feel like this purest thing is a trend. I think people are saying it, the term, yeah. the term just to be part of a trend, whereas that they don't actually understand it. Yeah. You know, I've, I've seen it a lot with the, with the GR actually, where people love it. You know, they love the idea of it. And then when they get into it and they can't drive a manual. And you're like, but you said you're a purist, purist. yeah. But you can't operate this thing because there's no pedal shift. Yeah. You know, like... You're over-raving it. You're under-raving yeah. it. You've got the wrong gear. You can run the torque. Use yeah. fourth, not third. Exactly. Yeah, and you, you, you're kind of caught in this thing where it's like you're just saying it to be cool, See, what, not to actually enjoy the car for what it is.
0: Well, this is the one thing that, that what I really, really, really appreciate about Scotty is... Scotty's the type of guy that understands how a car works, mechanically and from feel. And he doesn't like when you turn into a corner, like you said, the torque vectoring controls. And I've driven with him a few times where he says to me, like, brake a little bit earlier here, don't run fourth, run third, but run at this torque band, half throttle, if you want to dab the throttle a little bit with your your brake. And for me, that feel is a purest feel. Whereas, you do that in a Birkin that we spoke about last time, it'll kill you. You do that in the aerial atom, it'll kill you. Whereas that purest feel, like a I'm not a big fan of the MX-5, but that was a fun little car to drive. It, it doesn't mean that you have to have a lot of power. It was something that was an extension of you and made you laugh. And
1: well, that, that's the, the big fun versus fast thing. Yeah. You know, I, I've got to a stage in this industry where the, the cars come. They start at 400 kilowatt. 400 kilowatt. I find is the new 250. Yeah. You know, my, my M3 is 250 two kilowatt. The new CSL is over 400 kilowatt. There we go. So there's the proof in the pudding. 540 horsepower yeah. or something. You know, look at the new M three series, like five hundred and fifty horse. Yeah, you know, I mean, I so um, that these cars are getting so fast, but that they're just getting faster. Are they? Are they necessarily becoming more engaging? Mm. I don't know. Well, I don't so I think, think so. That, that's
0: my gripe. Like uh, I knock all the new generation cars, but that i thirty n I liked it. It yeah. was a flippin' cool car. But it still did a lot for me. And when, they, when, when we drove it that day, they said, what did you think? Yeah. I said, I'd love to drive the manual. Yeah. And the guys looked at you funny. like it, it, That's why we bought the yeah. DCT, because that's what people want. And I go, that's cool. But for me, a hot hatch
1: yeah.
0: is something that's fun to drive. And it's like with, with your M, the first time I drove an E46 yeah. was yours. And, and it's just, you feel the shift. You feel everything. You feel the throttle. You can feel the yeah. that, that oh, I'm putting a little bit more back off.
1: It's that's not smooth. It's not, it's, not like, it's not necessarily a nice thing to drive. Mm. You know what I mean, but, it, but it's an engaging thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's the that's the thing.
0: Yeah, so like Focus RS when we drove that, it's a fun car. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a purist or enthusiast car. It's I don't know what a purist car. car would be, to be honest. Current like, cars GT4 RS. Yeah, like still hardcore yeah. manual, hard gearbox, clutch pedal, and I don't think there's much out there that offers something like that. Yeah,
1: I mean, you yeah, know, maybe the new eighty six. Oh, I'm excited to drive that. Yeah, maybe Man- manual
0: Supra, to... yes and no. I'm
1: excited to drive yeah. it. Did... But, but then again, don't don't get caught in the thing because it's got a manual.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. still going to have the same suspension. I didn't mind the M differential on the rear. I thought yeah. that was good. But again, that chassis feel, that's another thing that I feel a lot of cars are losing. It's all sacrificed through suspension yeah. and tires rather than actually feeling what the car can yeah. do. And again, driving Mr. Temple, the way that he manipulates a car through yeah. the chassis, you're like, my God. And that's something that I appreciate. And I think that is the term purist. Someone like him or James or Neil Boerter or Philly that can drive a car to the max. No,
1: but also appreciate what it is.
0: Oh, no, 100%. Unfortunately or fortunately, manufacturers need to build cars for people that enjoy them. And we spoke about it before where... I can get into a new M5, I can get a customer into a new M5, and I can get us quite close to each other. Yeah. Whereas if I put us... Timing-wise. Timing-wise. Yeah. If I can put both of us in an E39 M5, yeah. <laughs> big difference. Big difference. Oh, yeah. Because the car is far less forgiving. Yeah. And and I understand why they're doing it. And I know I'm the minority. I like a manual. Yeah. I like this. I like that. I'm a huge minority when it comes to this. But I do see myself as an enthusiast and empirist. Yeah. Because I'm that person that... Yeah. You know, that once an iPhone. You want it four. simple? Yeah. I, I want to have yeah. fun. And that that's how I look at it. It's one of the reasons. Yeah, I like, sometimes I just want sport mode. That's it. Yeah. You I don't I mean? want adaptive suspension or change the steering wheel or the gearbox speed. Yeah. I just want the engine to give me that little bit more.
1: Yeah. And but but well, it can do all of that. Mm-hmm. But I must just do it with one button. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe it's my age a little bit. But I find like when I can start adjusting too many things, I do adjust too many things, then I'm not necessarily happy with what I get. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean options yeah yeah. it's like you know sometimes you do a lap in, a, in an M3 or M4 and you've you got everything set in sport but the, the steering and comfort yeah. and it doesn't matter who you speak to about that that's how they set it up yeah so why is that why is sport there why is yeah, why there? got all those options yeah why is it there like it's uh, uh, but again, it's 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 gimmicks
0: and gizmos. It's like your phone. Yeah. Did you know your phone can take fourteen photos in a second, yeah. and you will show your friends how it does, and you never use it again. Yeah. So it's features, features is what sells, and showing off and whatever the case is. But um, uh, you know what? Like you say, fun and not fast. And I think that's exactly what that Swift Sport actually was. And the amount of people that actually came up there and it created the attention in the stir. Yeah. People went, what, "What the hell have you done to this car?" And I go, "Bro, road tires, yeah. stock engine, manual gearbox." Yeah and yeah, I'm the type of guy that doesn't chase power. It's like it's experience, power, it's nice. but it doesn't,
1: I love, I love feedback from a car. I love mm-hmm. a car. That, that's good on the brakes. is always a good thing. Yeah. Um, and that initial steering input, that yeah. initial rotation, you and feeling what the car is yeah. doing underneath you.
0: Call it the pupillometer. Feels Feel well, what, what everything's doing through yeah, your arsehole. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that, but yeah, um, we'll, we'll leave a conversation for the next one, but, uh,
1: yeah, no, I yes. think what we'll do is, is talk about what new cars offer. Yeah, I think on the, on the next one. Power SUVs. Power SUVs, great thing. Great sports SUVs, something we'll discuss. I also want to discuss how the new Defender and the new M3 offer something. They're quite similar. Really? Mm, in a good way, in a good way. Okay. They, 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 they make you level up okay i see where you go yeah so but we'll leave that for the next one
0: yeah but anyway guys i think we were clicking over time but that was that was actually quite a lack of one um i'll tell you what we're gonna have this on instagram we're gonna have oh sorry facebook we'll have this on spotify itunes and then i'll put the video on youtube as well if you guys would like to hear anything different chat to us on on youtube go in the comment section subscribe all of those cool things and to the other instructors
1: out there, come join us for a shout.
0: Yeah. Show. You guys have my number. Give us a shout. Give Dev a shout. And come join us. Come talk yeah. about some of the experiences, some of the jewels we've had together, which we're still going to get to. Don't worry.
1: Don't you worry. It's coming.
0: But, um, yeah, Guys, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah. Cheers. it, Devi.